Hey, I'm Paul Childers, and you're listening to Notable Nashville Podcast. Ah. She hides behind her headphones. It's the safest place she's ever known. When there's no one to hold. And the rhyme And life ain't what it always ought to be But know that you can change the key Just step to your groove And let your body your world is coming to I just know that the music pulls you through yeah he turns up his radio and he's gonna sing every line that he knows and even though there's never gonna be no record deal for the next three minutes Oh, that's how it's gonna feel, yeah But when traffic's heavy and you're moving slow, huh? I just know your heart controls the tempo And step to your groove And let your body Your world is coming to. Uh, uh, I just know that the music pulls you through. Yeah, yeah. I did it all now. I did it all now. I did it all now. Yeah, yeah. I did it all now. I did it all now. In your skin and in your bones Oh, it's proof that you're here And baby, that you're not alone So put your ear to the dark And finally hear what you came for Dead, 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 Oh, step into the groove And hey, let your body move I know you can hear, but do you listen? I know your pretty eyes can see, but do they see what's missing now? So sing a song, grab your girl, sing along. But no matter what your world is coming to, uh, uh, I just know that the music pulls you through. Yeah. 
All right, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcasts. You just heard the stylings of Paul Childers. Thanks for joining me, man. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I actually had the pleasure of seeing you perform for the first time over at Indu, the offices over at Indu, the sponsor of this podcast, World Stage. We just moved offices over there. And uh, really fun event. And man, you can really shred on the guitar. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, that, yeah. That night got pretty wild. It's, uh, I guess, my management team is now next door to you guys. Yes, yeah, for sure. And Richland so, group. Yeah. yeah, we see a lot of each other. Um, but you started playing guitar at like a really young age, right? You started uh, yeah, at like 13? 13. And, you know, I, I guess that's kind of an age where you decide there's a fork when it comes to high school. Uh-huh. Are you going to be, you know, academic and musical, not that they're mutually exclusive, or are you going to go kind of the sports realm? Right. And I stunk. I just didn't yeah. have the sports thing going for me. I really didn't know my place. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's a lot of people that, that are like that sometimes in high school. You don't fit. Um, there's yeah. no click for you. There's no mold. Yeah. Exactly. And and guitar kind of became my easily my best friend. Okay. And I went to school 40 minutes away from where I lived. So it was easy for me to separate the two. Okay. School, these eight hours, class, books, you know, no music. No. And then the minute I got home, it would be guitar only. Did you did you do music with friends? Like, did you start bands in, in high school? I was in my fair share of terrible bands. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. I played drums and I was in a terrible... <laughs> That's, uh, but I mean, I, I look back on those times just as fondly as I do right yeah. now because not only does it shape you, but it... it there's a brotherhood and a camaraderie for sure that is that can be found nowhere else. And you have the you have the largest dreams that I think oh yeah that, that you could that, that I've ever had were when I was in a garage with some dudes and we it's just like, finished. Dude, we're gonna play festivals, man. Yeah, we're gonna. This is gonna work. You <laughs> yeah. look at each other, you know, once the song the last chord rings out, and you think this is gonna happen. Yeah, and you need to go through that. I think for sure, it's a it's a fun time. I mean, you know, growing up. Uh, Going to music is always an outlet where you can be creative. And let's talk about like songwriting for you. You put out your debut album back in April of this mm-hmm. year called uh, Naked Poetry. And uh, I read that you wrote and co-produced like every song on the album. Is that right? I did. Wow. I'm a weird writer in that way. Uh-huh. Like I don't have to write alone. It's just how it happens for me. Because it's either 4 a.m. at a piano or in the shower. Generally when I'm not. And then there's gotta, no company. <laughs> you got to grab your phone and write write down the lyrics real quick. That you, you like, I'm typing of... in the lyrics, or I uh, I have a typewriter, of course. This is Nashville, <laughs> cool, isn't it? That's <laughs> but awesome. I'll, you know, I'll lyrics will happen, and I have no process. There's not one or the other first every time. Uh-huh. It's sometimes a melody hits with no words, and it can take years. Like you know, these are little seeds that grow and fester, and just you know, they need time to blossom. Sometimes I feel like I. I come up with an idea that I haven't experienced yet, and I make myself go experience it. So, which songs on this record uh, took years in the making? Do you, do you uh, remember off the top of your head? Definitely, music pulls you through. That one that you just played, mm-hmm. okay? Because I've always thought music was more than just you know a guitar, or I, it's always felt like an entity, mm-hmm. like love or death, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of those. It's it's bigger than all of us, and and it, it infects certain people more than it does others for sure and i've never had a way to properly quantify or articulate what that meant okay and i think as i grew up and started to you know my eloquence with what music meant to me became stronger and i read this book by mitch album called the magic strings of frankie frankie presto i think is what it's called okay I've never heard that, of that 
and like the the it's all it's kind of fiction. It's like a Forrest Gump. This guy happened to be at every single major music event, but he's not actually a person. So it's just in the perspective of somebody that's been to every single major. Yeah, and he was a he, like time. he changed music oh, for okay. everybody. You that's know, cool. it's I a really interesting read. But the way he describes music really put it into perspective for me. So I I had that that riff that kind of the guitar cycles around for a long time and uh-huh. I was like you're gonna be something I just don't know yet not yet man. and the key was I was just I love you know A major it's a great key uh, and it's a soft key for me I don't know if, what that means exactly but it, it, there's something about it that is soothing yeah and and, and it's like a just it, I can dive right into it vocally and we were talking about how uh, meanings of song changes for you mm-hmm. over time and you know when you pl- you never play the the song the same way every time never absolutely so not because changes. one life's too short for yeah. me <laughs> and i think i try to put chords in songs that constantly allow themselves to, to evolve and, evolve yeah, yeah the curiosity of what could i play over this or what could i sing over this yeah and when you tour i think i think if you do it right um there was someone i think it was just like t.s Eliot said the end of your discovery and adventure begins when you go to the place where you started and see it for the first time. Ah. And so when I, I think when you leave home and you take these songs out on the road and you let them change you while you're changing them, like one studio version of one song just simply can't do it for me. That's right. not enough. I need other versions and I yeah. need um, that, like words will change and lyrics will, you know, sometimes the person that I wrote it about is no longer with me, you know, or yeah. uh, the person that, influence this we don't talk anymore or i have someone new that has encompassed this love song and i feel like i wrote it for her and i didn't even know her wow at the time you know that happens and yeah. then when you finally get home and these songs have become something completely different i think you're ready to to make another chapter you know i've always measured success in one way the ability to make records that's okay. it it's not money it's not fans just make it, a good record just to make and it doesn't even really have to be good. Just make a record. <laughs> yeah. Make a record. That's like artistry and, you know, you need to let artists change. Uh-huh. I've always thought, uh, there are some of my favorite artists where they some records are just stinkers. That's um, what I love about um, going to a live show and hearing the tune that you've listened to over and over again on the record, but it sounds completely different. Completely different. And, you know, one of those artists is John Mayer for me because I got to see him for the first time this year and... You know, he, he goes on tangents and just goes away from the flow of what the original song was. And it's just so, you know, And people fresh. let him. Yeah. You know? People the let him. Seal, Sting, Bob Dylan. Yeah. These people are allowed. And, and I think that they've cultivated a fan base and, and they're almost, you know, friends. Like when I put on a Sting record, I feel like I know this guy. Yeah. And I know, like, his stories, even though they're tales of prostitutes or you know being a car thief whatever mm-hmm. i still i, I relate to it yeah. more than you know and it, it's just amazing to me how people like that can uh you know can grow over 30 40 years oh, yeah. i want to be able to do that too have you ever seen him live seen i saw him? him for the first time in february at the municipal here oh, in nashville awesome. it was a revelation that's really cool and he started like with uh yeah like the synchronicity uh-huh. right into it. And I mean, it was just the wildest. 
And to be like 65 years old. Yeah. He and looks, still doing it. He looks 22. He sounds 22. It's it's definitely something that I can yeah. uh, aspire to be. That had to be an experience. But I, I wanted to ask you, did you did you fund this record through Pledge Music? You put up a you know, Pledge Music and you met your goal and was, yeah. able, to, was able to make it. So. Yeah. I mean, we... I, we did the pledge campaign and I love what pledge does for independent artists. And I love how it makes fans so much more a part of a project. Uh-huh. And I think that helps with the evolution of what I might be able to do as I continue. Um, because fans feel like I am responsible for this record happening. So they want to listen to the whole thing and they want to see how I'm changing from yeah. song to song. They had titled. A hand in it. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think we hit like 280 something percent on the goal. Oh wow. So it was like almost threefold. And you get to recoup all that? Uh I mean pledge takes a cut of it and okay. then you know I But you're able to you know whatever goes in you're able to take what you know yeah. without minus the And I'm the kind of guy like I definitely I don't look at campaigns like that for profit. That's not what those are for. Those aren't no. to like okay great now I get to line my pockets. <laughs> yeah. That is like okay. Now we get to, even when you get extra, it's like, okay, now we can have an extra video. I can get, I had a four-time Grammy Award winning mastering engineer master this thing. Oh, awesome. Which was, oh, dude, you put the fader up on those after she sends them and it's like, you start crying a little because it sounds so good, you know? <laughs> and like, that's just, that's just phonetically yeah. and sonically that, you know, the songs could be crap. <laughs> that's, that's, I'll let people decide that. But just as but, a, as an, from an engineering perspective, if you get a master, you, you oh, just feel that sweet spot. Absolutely. But man, this album, Naked Poetry hit number 27 on the best selling pop album on the global charts in its first week. That's a, that's a accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. We got kind of lucky on that. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> To be pop is so funny to me too because I grew up blues. It's is, not, you know, it's just a genre that. You yeah, know, it's an all-encompassing but, genre, yeah, popular pop, music. Popular music, yeah. And and you know, there's jazz and blues, R and B. Yeah. There's some folk elements, you know, very acoustic elements at sometimes. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'd classify this album as pop, but you know, it, it's my version of it, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's it's the alchemy of everything that I've listened to and and as a player tried to become. Uh-huh. You know, it's me failing, I guess, to be sting or me failing you know i'm never gonna be able to sing that high you know and me failing to be stevie ray vaughn i'll never be able to rip that hard and have that kind of tone never said never though maybe, hey man maybe well what yeah. i have what has happened instead of being them i've kind of become myself yeah and i like that maybe i like that even better for sure <laughs> but hey i want to play a track off of this record uh, that you're not going to play today okay um how about disclosure i like that one you absolutely came, came out with a single and uh, I want to put that in there for you, the listeners. This is Paul Childers' Disclosure, everyone. I wipe the fall off the mirror But nothing's getting any clearer Come to find that my reflection's missing Just existing. I want to fly, I want to fall, I want to love just to lose it all. I want to know something real, something I can find and feel. Yeah. I don't 
everyone that was disclosure off the record naked poetry you can check that out where all music is sold itunes Bandcamp, or wherever you want to find it spotify spotify yeah stream it rhapsody i think yeah (laughs) napster or amazon amazon music now absolutely it's all there so something that's interesting you you know your your guitar of choice is a 59 fender strat right you Mm -hmm. play that do you have any other guitars in your repertoire or is that mainly the main yeah I, i am you know I'm a guitar player, so gear is uh, it's essential for yeah. my. <laughs> I, I would think you would thinking, have more, but I don't know if you. No, I just got one. Yeah, well, I wake up thinking about pedals and, and <laughs> how can I improve and and you know. But I have I have a Telecaster that's uh, built by Charles Whitfill, a master builder. Oh wow! Incredible instrument, and I like Telecasters because they're like boat paddles. Like there's nothing to them, uh-huh. and so who you are as a player comes through without a doubt. Okay, there's nothing to hide behind. Um, there's a I've got a 335, which is you know when it comes to some of that really passionate blues stuff, uh-huh. like when you want to go more of a BB King, um, it, those things they're like bells, man. They just sing. 
Uh, I've got I've, I've got a Taylor, which is my kind of it's my acoustic guitar, and and I like I've lately I've been kind of playing straight up acoustic. Is Not that what you're shows. playing with today? Yeah, that's the okay. one right there. I love this thing. It's an 812E, I believe. I love Taylors the way they sound, man. Oof. They record beautifully. They feel like butter. Yeah. And for lately, you know, because the shows have been so electric and so, um, you know, bringing a record to life, uh-huh. when I have time to practice and sit down and, and flesh out new ideas or whatever, even when I'm just, you know, watching television. Yeah. But that's a- acoustic is kind of my go to right now. Cool, cool. Well, I, I, that's a good time to bring up your your new project. It's a live album that's coming out. Yeah, I'm um, actually incredibly stoked. I'm so stoked about this. Yeah, so you recorded all this at uh, Acme Feed and Seed here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. which is I by far the best club in this city. There's I love no it. question. Uh, for them to be so open to new music, I mean, we're playing Acme's main stage Saturdays at eight o'clock p.m. On Broadway in Nashville, yeah. and I'm opening the set with original music. That is crazy, and revolutions don't happen unless you have people like that, like Carl over at Acme, yeah. believing in what you do and believing in this city. You know, yeah. So they're starting a record label. This is the first release on it. It's called Acmeville Records, and I mean it's ten tracks, and it's just it's. Naked Poetry on steroids. Yeah. Because I, I really get to... let Like, Naked Poetry has guitar on it, mm-hmm. but the way it's done, it's not an in-your-face, uh, this is me playing guitar. Some people didn't even know I was the guitar player on the record. Really? Yeah, which was, uh, to me, kind of cool. Yeah. Because they liked it anyway, I guess, you know? <laughs> but, uh, like, there's... The, the things that are on there are, are their intricacies, and they're, um, you know, they, they fit in with other parts. I, I, I'm all about... There's not, like, a star on the album. It's about a... a song as a whole yeah you know what is good for the song usually an eight minute guitar solo is not the answer right when you're on record right but when you're playing live the rules go out the window yeah and you gave me a chance to listen to it before it comes out what do you think i loved it man really yeah i'm so glad to hear that because i'm a big like electric guitar fan and you what you do on there is just amazing thank you so yeah and it's just cool like some of these songs i didn't even realize like this chord progression is perfect for one of the most emotional solos I could possibly come up with. Uh-huh. And I didn't do it on the record just because I didn't take it far enough. Yeah. And that's the thing about live. You know, I worry sometimes we get into the studio and we just record before I've taken songs out on the road. Uh-huh. And so now as we tour, I'm adding new songs, new things, just ideas. And how does it go over with the crowd? How, you know, how does this chord progression work over solos? Right. You know, things that you don't necessarily learn unless it's off the cuff yeah and so and you know i love that they're longer songs you just kind of get lost in it you do you do and i worried about that and until i thought you know what who cares you know this is like (laughs) the olden days yeah and the thing about live too it's it's just an ode to you know my heroes past records some of my favorite things are like peter frampton comes alive is one of my favorite albums of all time okay and that would not have happened are you a are you a Dave Matthews band? Oh fan? my gosh! Man, their live albums are amazing. Their live albums are Dave Matthews. Yeah, like when I think just, of Dave Matthews, I think about and him and Tim Reynolds live at uh, Radio City Music Hall. Okay, dude. Yeah, I haven't given that one a listen. It's just but... two guys, two acoustic guitars, him singing. It's it's incredible. Didn't he, didn't they go on tour with that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They played the Ascend Amphitheater downtown. Oh not man, this missed, summer missed it, dude. Dave Matthews, The Grateful Dead. Uh huh. 
when it comes to making live records and the experience I think that people can have. And that's one thing I think about, you know, my generation, our generation doesn't necessarily like paying for music. No. They haven't been told to. They didn't have to when they were kids. I was had LimeWire when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, and it was that was I didn't know any better. That's what it was. It's just like, "Ooh, I got free music." Yeah, music is free. Yeah. I, that's how it is. You know, we don't consider when we're younger that someone has to be compensated for that sooner or later, yeah. right? And so I think having a show like a true you work it out, you're with your bros and you're developing a show. Mhm. I think people start to understand that this is worth it. Do you know what I mean? I think so too. Like yeah. We, I, I want to, I would pay to see this and I want to give them something that is worth. I think that's your also, time, yeah. your, your, you know, quote money, you know, not that that's what it's about, but it does, it has to happen to make more records happen, which again is the, what I consider success. Right. And so live, there's nothing like watching someone's face. When you know they're, they're they're performing and getting into it, they're they feel what you feel. Yeah, that song is their song right now. It's as if they wrote it, and they're singing it back. Exactly. And it, yeah, you cannot you cannot replace that feeling, mm-hmm. and I think that's why music will forever last, and the industry will forever last because that feeling cannot be replicated. And I believe that's why that's the future of the music industry mm-hmm. right now, live music. I do. People are, I you know, completely kids are agree. wanting to go out and see it. People are tired, whether they know it or not. We, you know, everyone is addicted to their phone. Uh-huh. People are tired of it. And, and you know, I think this is a, a way to escape. I, I, it's, it's a way to escape non-reality and get back to reality. Right. And so I'm glad to have that on tape and... You know, hopefully get people to come out to more shows. Not even just mine, just shows. Yeah. Like find somebody that has no fans that you love. Go watch them. And watch them go to the top. You can find a lot of those in Nashville. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. worth it. And they deserve it. Yeah. And that's why I love this town so much. Because I feel like it's it's almost like a renaissance. Like this is what I, I you know, in my mind, this is what Florence was in like the 1600s and what Paris was in the 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, Nashville We're feels the like movement. the center of the world right, right. now. And it's so interesting to be able to, one, witness it, and two, be a part of its hopeful, you know, growth, and to 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 say, we're changing things here. Absolutely. And it's spreading. So when does that album come out, though? January nineteenth. January nineteenth. We're gonna have a big blowout at Acme. Yeah. And we're gonna have a big celebration. So if you're in Nashville, come on out. That'll please, be please, please do. And we're starting a winter residency there, so there's gonna be dates uh, once a month all winter long. Okay. Cool. You you also do the Nam thing, right? Nam mm-hmm. Nam. I don't yeah, know how Nam. to say it. Nam. I can't uh, tell you what N A M M stands for. It's like National Association of Merchants music, and Musicians. Music. Okay, something like that. Something. But it's look it up. It's just oh, it's a wonderland. <laughs> yeah, you know gearheads. Gearheads. Yeah. I mean, I, I like my parents would not want to go to something like that. But like as far as a musician or someone that is interested in recording, in uh, you know craftsmanship because the guitar sections are just as you know it's like it's like watching a blacksmith work or wow. you know a carpenter it's, it's some of the things that the people are doing is and you get to go in you you can't spend a day i mean it's five floors in the anaheim convention center of just new beautiful and, and plus not to mention 
every player in the world is there. Wow. And, and that's com- that's coming up. Uh, yeah, it's that's uh January 25th through the 28th, I believe. Okay. And we're and, we're and actually going to go down there and I guess over there and you'll play be playing a set. music. Mhm. Okay. We're playing a set on like the Thursday night. The hotels there's two hotels at the convention center and in the bottom they they build venues and it gets crazy wow. every single night. I mean, you have all these people that know each other but only see each other once a year, and this is the spot. That'll be fun. It will be incredibly fun. And I know they have. To, to I know they it. have one here in Nashville too. Do you do mm-hmm. you play at the one here? in Yeah, Nashville we have. As well? We've done the Summer Nam, and that one's really cool as well. And it's it's definitely more of a guitar focused uh, Nam because Nashville is so guitar based. Yeah, yeah. and just yeah. instrument based. Uh-huh. Whereas I think you know pop music as of late is more software based. Which is cool, yeah. you know. Uh, I, that's either, you know, my record has software instruments on it and and drum pads, and that's neither here nor there for me. Right. But I do think Nashville keeps it very classic. You know, there's guitar solos on country records still, mm-hmm. and that to me is hopeful. You know, I, yeah. I, like, as long as that's happening, we're cool. It'll be thriving. I think so. Well, I wanted to bring up um, a fun fact. You are <laughs> the great great grandson of the Jim Beam. Jim Beam, the real Jim Beam. That is, yes. <laughs> how how is how did you find that out? Or well, well, you go to one family party and you find it out real fast. <laughs> That's awesome. So do you got do you guys enjoy Jim Beam drinking it? Oh yeah, very much so. So my like, there's a, a bottle called Booker's. If you've ever seen that, like uh-huh. in a bar or whatever. My grandmother, that's her brother, is Booker. Okay. So that's the the relation, and it's an inc- it's incredible to go to a bar and see, no matter where you are on planet Earth. And see that bottle, bottle. and you've got my entire family's lineage wow. on the side. That's I mean, pretty, it goes back seven generations. That's pretty special. It is. It, it truly is, and it's. Um, you know, I'm passionate about the the company and the brand as well. You know, from a business side, and, and enjoy working with them. And yeah, my cousin Fred, who's now the master distiller, is a music lover, um, well, just well, as much as I am. So we connect on so many different levels. We'll tell your family thank you. I've gotten dr- <laughs> I've gotten drunk on Jim Beam a couple times. You we'll and me both. <laughs> Absolutely, I will. Um, I will let them know. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, thanks so much for stopping by. I kind of want to hear uh, another live tune. It'd, it'd be my pleasure. Cool. What What are we gonna hear this time? This is called Naked Poetry. So it's the title track. All right. Any Any story behind this song? It was def- It was the last song by far that I wrote for the record because I had everything but the title. I didn't know what this thing was gonna be called. And it, the, the track list was almost, the sequence was designed from top to bottom to be a concept. And the concept was, you're introduced to me and what music means to me. And then the relationship begins. And it's the arc of a relationship with a woman. And, uh, you know, we, we, are, we fall in love, it begins. We, you know, we begin to learn each other. Uh-huh. And we begin to, my problems and my insecurities become overcome. You know, because she helps me get through those types of things, and and then it ends. That's how life works. Right. You know, everything comes. It to works an end. until it doesn't. And so, I had, it, and to be able to put out a record independently was that all all the songs I wrote was a, a starkness, a nakedness. This is what people think of this will be what they think of me. Okay. And I think that's true. That that's being naked. Here I am. Yeah. You know, in in a metaphysical way, here is everything I've ever been, and I hope you like it. Cool. And so, naked poetry seemed like a fitting title, and I had built this groove. I was I was goofing around with my producer uh, Nick Lutz, and we had built this groove 
and uh, it was just this. Uh, the melody was just there. Uh, uh, uh. And I love D'Angelo, and I didn't oh, have like I a. Him. I love him too. Voodoo was like that, that, that when we were doing this. Voodoo was really changing my perspective on rhythm, and so I was like, I want a song that sounds like you know Questlove played drums on it, uh-huh. and so we built it, and and we had this cool pad thing that was like. Uh, there's a Mellotron on it and it just, it, it started to really develop and I just took it home and I was like, what are you and what are you saying to me? And I, I just, I really wanted to express, yes, the physical love between two people, but in, in a, you know, a prophetic way, what you truly mean to me and what this whole project truly means to me. Awesome. So that is a 30 minute answer for <laughs> any, well, any story behind this I, I, song. I feel like it's a very passionate song. It's a very, like you said, very stripped down and, I'm excited to hear it on the acoustic guitar. Let's uh, let's give it a listen. All right. You and me Writing naked poetry A dime with crows The moment I take off your pretty clothes yeah. We're intertwined and I'm coloring outside your lines. Oh, now all I hear are melodies. Da 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 da. Because your body is a symphony. Uh. And when the rain stops falling and all the clouds break, no, with my love, it won't now evaporate. When the world stops turning and all these stars stop burning, my heart keeps turning, baby, and all for you. Uh. tuning in to another episode of Notable Nashville Podcast, powered by World Stage. A big thanks to Richland Group for making this podcast possible, and also a huge thanks to Paul Childers for stopping by, sharing some tunes and some stories, and check them out on the web. Also, check out Notable Nashville for more episodes, notablenashville.com. You can find us on social media at Notable underscore Nash on Twitter, at Notable Nashville on Instagram. Search for us on Facebook, you'll probably find it. And thank you all for making 2017 a great year. We'll see you in 2018.